The border crisis is getting worse. And could Hunter Biden actually take his dad down with him? I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast to hear me get right into the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. There is a big election in the great state of Missouri, and we must send a MAGA champion and true warrior to the U.S. Senate. Someone who will fight for border security, election integrity, our military, and great veterans, together with having a powerful toughness on crime and the border. We need a person who will not back down to the radical left lunatics already destroying our country. I trust the great people of Missouri on this one. I'll, re- I'll repeat that. I trust the great people of Missouri on this one to make up their own minds as they did when they gave me landslide victories in the 2016 and 2020 elections. And I am therefore proud to announce that Eric in caps lock has my complete and total endorsement. Is that Eric Schmidt who's leading all of the polls right now? Because there's three Eric's in the race. The other guy, I don't even know what the heck his, the other, the third Eric, I don't even know what the third Eric's last name is. He's like not, he's like way down there. I don't know. Like Elroy Jetson? I don't know. He might be a nice guy. I don't know. I'm not making fun of him or anything. I just don't know the guy. So Eric Schmidt is leading all of the polls. The latest one, the trial flagger poll, that one, that's actually the only polling firm that has been right consistently the last three elections. They were singularly singularly the only polling firm that said Trump was going to win 2016 too. So they've been, and they're rated number two. 538 had a thing on them. They are like the most accurate. So they show uh, Schmidt with like a, a plus 12, plus 13 lead. Ahead of the other Eric, Eric Greitens or Greitens, Greitens? I still don't know. And I don't, I'm not, it's not going to be like a priority. But anyway, so he comes out and says this, and I was laughing. You guys know where I stand. I've told you I like Eric Schmidt just because I like, I like his record. And I don't like Eric Greitens because he's a gun grabber. I mean, I don't, you don't have to get mad. I'm just telling you what the facts of the matter are. This is a guy who is a Soros linked World Economic Forum adjacent dude he's associated with all of this he's done all of these different events with these cats i mean this is not anything that you know i i have a million receipts if you would like to see any or all of them because i've written about all of it and as i said you know we moved to texas in 2013 i was born and raised in missouri my family's still there so you know i've kept up with everything and i i when i left he was still grains was had only uh, he was still a democrat he was a hardcore democrat when we were in the streets doing all kinds of grassroots stuff 
He was out there doing hardcore Democrat stuff. So I just I know that there's been because there have been a lot of like um, I, I, I just think it's funny because I've heard from people. And these are people that I've seen at different fundraisers at like pro-life stuff or this or that, where they've been down at Mar-a-Lago and they're like, oh my gosh, who is that one Missouri guy? This is what I hear. And I'm like, who are you talking about? We're like, oh my gosh, he's the, he's the crazy eye one. I'm like, oh my gosh, Crichton's? He's down there all the time, all the time at events that we don't even know who he's gotten invitations to, trying so hard to get an endorsement. I've heard this from more people than I can count. So he's, I just, can I just be very straightforward with you? First off, the big, the thing that he's been trying to push is that he is the outsider. I don't know how he can be the outsider. He says that anybody criticizing him is the rhino. He's Soros linked. He was recruited by the DCCC. That's the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee. The Soros link comes by way of National File, who made note that he had done stuff with big tech and the World Economic Foundation and Bill Gates. He absolutely has done all this stuff. There's all kinds of interviews that he's done with it. He was a beneficiary of a Silicon Valley uh, cash during his campaign. He got a, a, a big tech org uh, that pumped a lot of money in one of his previous campaigns. There's all kinds of receipts if you want to look at it he described himself as a lifelong democrat uh and he worked with the aspen institute also Mm -hmm. so every i just don't think that somebody who has done all of that and also was the only republican to establish a gun-free zone in the state of missouri gets to call anybody else a rhino so let's put that to bed right now uh i'm not going to get into all of his personal stuff i know that he is in a huge fight with his ex-wife and there's all kinds of stuff coming out you know about you know the custody Uh, And all this I know that while his surrogates like to try to attack me and try to make up rumors about my marriage as one of them was doing apparently before I unmasked him and threatened to let his uh, tax exempt nonpartisan institute uh, because it was you're not supposed to do that campaign work when you work for an entity like that um and until that came out then they had stopped because that was just silly i just think like i'm not going to get in the personal stuff like he does i will just say this if you can't take care of your own family don't expect to take care of voters families if you can't keep your own house in order don't expect to represent the order of voters houses okay uh the other thing is that the argument that i heard is that any kind of attacks on greitens is a leftist witch hunt which is You need to remember two things because they both can't be simultaneously true, but yet these are his lines of defenses. His first line of defense is that everyone else is a rhino, and we've established that's not true. The second line of defense is that that he uses the first defense to dodge the illogic of the second defense. He tries to say that he wraps himself up in Trump's persecution, saying that he's being targeted like Trump. Trump was targeted by the Clintons, the Russians, the CIA— the FBI of FISA court, all with receipts, by the way. We know this is true. And none of their claims were true. There was not a shred of evidence. That's not the case with Greitens. Greitens had to cut a deal with Soros-backed prosecutor Kim Gardner's office because Kim Gardner wasn't just looking at all of this stuff with Greitens. So was a subcommittee formed by a super majority Republican state legislature. And I know for a fact that they were they were looking for any way possible to not have to impeach a sitting Republican governor because they didn't want to imperil a Senate race and their own chances. That's all about survival with these people. 
And so Trump didn't resign from office. He stayed and fought because he was innocent. And there was no evidence to support all the lies. The truth was on his side. Greitens didn't stay and fight because the evidence was not on his side. He had his defense team approach Gardner to cut a deal. He would leave the governor's office if they would drop some of the charges so he could live to see another day electorally, so to speak. So Greitens' case is absolutely not like Trump's. And don't be misled. Um, I'm not the only person who thinks that. My friend Kurt Schlichter and a bunch of other folks are all in agreement with me on this. And they've also, and their attorneys, and they've also looked at all this stuff as well. And they're like, uh. See, the thing is, you can't rehabilitate yourself by hyperbolically comparing yourself to Trump. He, he was legit falsely persecuted by a hapless fourth estate. And they, and they had to, that fourth estate had to lie and try to falsify FISA warrants and all this stuff against private citizens. And I think that Greitens trying to falsely compare himself to Trump really dangerously diminishes the historical offense that Democrats had committed against not only a a, a legitimately elected president, but private citizens who were working with that president. And that's something that you could, that diminishment now. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech. Mm -mm -mm. All right. So I uh, we we're still following all the stuff with China. I got some updates from Nancy Pelosi's people on all this stuff. Uh, let's see the um, hmm, very interesting Earth records shortest day ever. Scientists say that the Earth is spinning faster. I knew that time was going faster. I knew it. I mean, the twenty-four hour rotation is one point five milliseconds shorter, but. That means we've had to add 27 what they call leap seconds in the past last 50 years to keep global clocks in check. Clocks paused most recently in 2016 to account for this strange astronomical effect. Earth's spin appears to be speeding up and scientists aren't exactly sure why that is. I'm just saying I thought that time was going faster. So uh, Estee Lauder is in talks to purchase Tom Ford, which made a really Tom Ford had a really good lipstick line, I will say. So this is probably why it's going to be like a three billion dollar or more deal. Every woman I know likes Tom Ford lipstick and lip gloss. So that's why I'm telling it for that demo. All you men, I'm telling it for your ladies out there. So just so you know. Uh, also, <laughs> more people are catching the Rona a second time, heightening, say experts, the long COVID risk. Long COVID risk. I said, Kane, what is your deal? Long COVID is apparently a real thing. Do you, do you though? Okay. So they said that earlier in the pandemic, it was assumed that getting infected gave you some degree of lasting protection, but now they said it's not really a given. We just got to acclimate. We're going to be dealing with this thing for a long time. And Alzheimer's has been, they identified it as a uh, triggered by a one, two punch of common viruses, according to a study. Stick with us. We got more in store. Don't go anywhere. I want to share with you this email from uh, Ron DeSantis to The View. Well, it was from Ron DeSantis's team. It was from Brian Griffin, his deputy press secretary. So The View emailed DeSantis's team asking for him to join The View. If they would arrange an appearance with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for the view. And the governor's office wrote back, quote, they blacked out the name that they 
of the individual, the producer from The View who was writing. Because they kept it classy. They wrote, quote, Dear blank, thanks for the invite. I understand that you are sending this request on behalf of your team. But are the hosts of The View really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all of the important work that he's doing on behalf of Floridians to protect their health and livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children, and to defend freedom? Which of the below statements from the hosts of The View do you recommend our team consider when deciding if the interview will be a genuine pursuit of the truth or worth the time? Joy Behar, August of 2021, who said, quote, you're just short of calling DeSantis a negligent homicidal sociopath because that's what he is. And she was saying he's risking everyone's life. Uh, Sonny Hostin, June 2022, quote, death Santis. I think he's a fascist and a bigot, end quote. Anna Navarro, April 2022, on DeSantis's policies, quote, it's anti-black, it's anti-gay, it's anti-LGBTQ+, blah, blah, blah. Sonny Hostin again, February 22nd, on DeSantis's policies. He's coming after black people, and she had a whole bunch of other stuff on there. He had uh, Brian Griffin writing for Governor Ron DeSantis, quote, we will pass on this offer. Also, please note, we don't coordinate appearances or events of a political nature from the official office. Our role is to serve the people of Florida. Thank you. Brian Griffin, Deputy Press Secretary, Executive Office of the Governor. Boy, oh boy. Well, that I think they're right. I think that's absolutely perfect. And they weren't interested in having an actual engagement. It's a, they weren't interested in a real conversation. Not at all. I think it's gotten worse. When I guest hosted The View, um, I remember the first time that I was there. I was uh, Barbara Walters was there. She hated me. I wasn't. I, th- I think it was Whoopi Goldberg was there. Joy Behar wasn't there. It was back when Jenny McCarthy was still with them, and she was very sweet. Jenny McCarthy was just wonderfully sweet. I have nothing bad to say about her. But Barbara Walters, they were playing a video of me shooting a gun. I think it was one of. I can't remember which rifle it was. Uh, in on the big screen behind us, and then she looks at me. And she's like, "So, do you enjoy shooting?" And I just looked at her, and I kind of like gestured to the screen, and I'm like, "Well, I, I guess." I guess I I do with that up there. I mean, yeah, it was just weird. Like she really wanted to try to marginalize me uh, and it didn't it didn't really work out. Uh, But it was. They they're not like that anymore. I think they have some new producers and they're just not like the way that they they're not like the way that they used to be. So, which they were still, you know, I mean, it was one of the reasons why you had, you know, people, you, they were supposed to have all you know, different types of viewpoints come together. And now the only acceptable Republican is one who's really not. So, you know, but I think that was great on Governor DeSantis on his, his response with that. That's exactly what needed to be said. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So uh, Vanilla Ice is going to open a brewery in South Florida. You know, remember him, Ice Ice Baby? Everyone knows him. I still, I don't know why we were just talking about this. I could still, if I had to do it to save the planet, I would, I could do it. If an asteroid was coming and it relied on me singing all the words to Ice Ice Baby, I would totally do it. Because yeah. I could, I can. It's a skill. I don't know why. Anyway, 
He's uh, opening a brewery in South Florida, according to Sun Sentinel. He said in a video, the Iceman is back at it like a jackrabbit. Mr. Van Winkle. It's a three-story building built in 1922, downtown Lake Fort Worth, or Lake Worth Beach. It needs some work, but he's opening a brewery. Going to be be able to have your brewskis on... There you go. Uh, also, oh, let's see. Yeah, don't ever do this. WPTV in Florida. A dude decided to mail $10,000. He decided he sent $10,000 in the mail to have his ex-girlfriend's new lover killed. 43-year-old Ryan Hadid pled guilty to using mail, which that adds a federal layer of offense, to commit a murder for hire. Dude, she ain't worth it. She ain't worth it. Don't do it. You can't do that. Stick with us. Another hour on the way back after this. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Much of the media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how the Biden administration is doing nothing to tackle the border crisis and how Hunter Biden trying to cash in on his father's government position could have some serious repercussions for his father. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the daily No Chit Chat podcast. I don't talk about every single issue, just the ones you most need to know. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.